Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. Today, I'm joined by Jack Rawlings and Josh Wheel, um, two of our um, key ABM strategists here at the agency. Jack, Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Jack. So um, the, both the team here, they work really closely with our clients. Um, they kind of create um, compelling, engaging and impactful ABM programs. Um, and we're here today to, to talk about something special that they've both been working on in the background over the course of the last few months. So um, Jack, tell us something. You've obviously been um, cooking something up in the background. I know that um, it's something to do with the podcast, but can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been working on a new podcast uh, called um, ABM Under the Hood. And uh, this podcast is intended to kind of sit alongside um, Let's Talk ABM. So obviously where with Let's Talk ABM, uh, you're interviewing some really uh, great sort of experts, thought leaders from from the wider ABM industry. The idea with ABM Under the Hood is for us to really uh, dig deep into the kind of specifics, uh, day-to-day challenges, problems, issues, and and solutions that we're seeing working with clients and and having conversations with people internally within within our business here at at Strategic ABM. So there'll be conversations between myself and Josh on some of the kind of um, main main issues, particularly around things like strategy and and development of um, ABM programs, but also We'll be speaking to other team members as well from from uh, other 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 teams in the business. So obviously, you know, a lot goes into an ABM program and a success, successful ABM program. So we'll be talking to people from creative teams, design, um, and, and other other areas around the business that kind of help feed into that um, that success of an ABM program. So so in essence, you're going to be looking under the hood, under the bonnet. Of, of what an ABM program, an ABM strategy looks like, looking at all the moving parts in the in the ABM engine and trying to kind of diagnose some of the issues that um, that can happen um, and trying to shine a light really on what good ABM looks like. Would that, would that be fair, Josh? Yeah, exactly. We're going to be kind of just taking a look into the, the day-to-day um, kind of things because ABM is ultimately, it's been around for quite some time now. I think it's around 20 years ago uh, that Bev Burgess kind of coined the term account-based marketing. Um, and, and what we're trying to do really is to enable um, kind of anybody who wants to do an ABM program to, to learn a bit more about what goes into the day-to-day. Um, so thinking about the challenges, the, uh, the things that you need to consider about who you're targeting, how you're going to reach them, what messaging you're going to put out to them, and ultimately just understanding kind of everything that goes into a successful ABM program, because from from our perspective, what we see a lot of is that people think that uh, specifically around kind of LinkedIn thought <laughs> um, leadership, it can be very easy to say you're doing ABM and putting that out there, but ABM as a buzzword is kind of like, well, what actually is it that goes behind it? So just really looking into that deeper dives and, and exp- exploring it from other people's perspectives as well. So you'll be getting your hands dirty, basically, and and kind of you know getting all the kind of the oil and and um, and filters and and everything changed, and showing people really how to how to make the kind of the ABM engine really hum as 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 
best as best as it can really. So let's talk a little bit about some of the kind of episodes and kind of the, some of the subjects that you'll be touching on. Can you kind of give us a sneak preview of some of the uh, themes that you'll be touching? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's there's obviously quite a lot of um, different aspects that go you know goes into a, an ABM program. So there's there's lots of topics for us to discuss. But some of the some of the kind of main focuses are going to be things like um, account selection. You know, picking the right types of accounts to be targeting and how to go about doing that. There's going to be a lot of conversations, I think, around uh, sales and marketing alignment. It's it's one of the massive issues that the businesses face when they're setting up an ABM program and. Um, I think is there's plenty of things that we can kind of um, talk to there in, in terms of uh, potential tips and solutions that we can we can give that might help on that front. We'll also be looking at things like understanding what types of tech tools um, and tech platforms there are available to use that can kind of help you scale or, or grow your, your ABM program. And, and also, you know, what's necessary, what are the fundamentals that you might want to be looking at from a, from a tech perspective? Um, I think, you know, communicating the the ROI and, the, and the, the value of an ABM program is something that we're going to be touching on a lot because that's a conversation that people are having to have you know quite consistently with with the wider business um, and and certainly with with other stakeholders um, in, in their team so you know from our perspective being able to give them that sort of ammunition and, and the, the language that they need to be able to communicate back to the business about the, the value of an ABM program so those are some of the topics. That's not by any means an exhaustive list. There's plenty of other things that we're going to be touching on, um, but certainly, uh, uh, yeah, some of the starting points for us, for sure. And let's talk a little bit then about the the challenges of ABM, um, which I think you'll also be touching on as well. Um, Josh, this is perhaps a question for you. Where do you think um, B2B marketers struggle uh, most when launching an ABM program? Yeah, I think... I think from from my perspective, what I tend to see is there's there's two two kind of real key um, issues that come up quite often. The first one is um, businesses that come from kind of your traditional lead gen mindset, where it's all about MQLs, SQLs, and and handoff points for sales, and they're used to kind of trying to hit a quota and having leads in a spreadsheet. Um, and, and what that kind of pertains to is that you end up in a situation where sales and marketing aren't necessarily working together. So it's around that sales a lot, sales and marketing alignment piece um, and not having that kind of established from the outset because of the, the mindset of the business. That's a real key blocker for successful ABM. So that, that's probably one of the, the first things I talk about. The second thing is probably around kind of objective setting and being realistic with what you can achieve in, in no. the, the immediate term and also the long term. Obviously, everyone who thinks they're about to start an ABM program has ambitious goals to achieve, but ABM is about building the foundations and setting out realistic objectives over three, six, nine, 12 months and beyond that even further. Um, so it's about kind of setting the roadmap for success as well. Um, sometimes we often see um, people who will set up an ABM program and jump straight in and, and then wonder in three months time why they haven't been able to achieve what they set out to do. No, I think there are great points there. Jack, would you add anything to, to, to what Josh has mentioned there? I think it just, just developing on the point around objectives is, is that it is that measurement piece as well. Um, you know, what, what types of um, metrics and, 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 you know, what, what types of data sources do we need to be thinking about for, for an ABM program? It's, it's, uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, there's not necessarily one clear answer for this. The, the context for the business is, is, is absolutely key, but also, you know, even established 
ABM practitioners and businesses still struggle with that question around how best to report. You know, there's, the reality is there's different types of reporting requirements needed depending on the on the situation. You know, whether you're talking to, um, you know, marketing stakeholders, wider business, sales stakeholders, all of that. So I think, uh, you know, obviously setting the objectives at the start is is absolutely key. But but then also how do you go about reporting back on that and and you know the progress along that along those lines. Yeah, I think they're all good points. I think I'd echo that point around objective setting and and also um, setting expectations and 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 not perhaps setting yourself up for a, for a fall. Really, um, I think it's important to define what ABM means to your business because each business has a different um, definition of of what they want to achieve, and then making sure that everybody is is in agreement with with what is achievable and when, and then that way, everyone will be um, will be in agreement as and when. The, the program delivers on its kind of main objectives, really. Um, but perhaps linked to that, a question really around um, perhaps when B two B marketers go wrong with ABM. Obviously, hindsight is is a great thing to have. I wish we wish we all had it. But what do you think, perhaps? And Jack, I'll ask you, what perhaps do you think B two B marketers wish they had known before starting off on that ABM journey? Probably, I would say the number one thing is the the commitment required to do so right it's it's not a it's not a simple transition depending on where you're coming from what what background you know where the business is at at that moment in time it's not as simple as saying we're going to switch to an abm program and, and get going and, and we're going to start seeing results there's there's a lot of groundwork a lot of foundational work that needs to be done you know in the early stages to prepare you for success in an abm program and i think Potentially, a lot of people underestimate that the the, the level of, of commitment and, and resource required to, to get an ABM program a off the ground and b you know running successfully. So I think probably probably that side of things is something that um, you know maybe maybe if you if you had to, you know turn things back and you're starting an ABM ABM program to start something you want to be thinking about. But I would also say you know it is something that I just keep touching on all the time, to be honest, is sales and marketing alignment, but, but having sales and marketing alignment at the beginning of a program, rather than having to go backwards and, and, you know, actually kind of ask for that buy-in and, and, and come to the sales team with requests almost for, for, for their input and their alignment later on, having that buy-in at the beginning is, is, is so fundamental and, and makes such a huge difference to the speed at which you can get into market and, and start seeing results as well. So, I think those two things in particular would be, you know, if, if you could if you could kind of go back and, and start fresh, I think that's probably where you would where you would focus on. Josh, anything you'd add there? Yeah, I think I think for me, um, not to get too far ahead of yourself, really, um, it can be uh, a kind of common scenario for marketing. Um, when we get excited about something as, as, as we're all marketers here, we get excited about something and, and we're running away with it um, and trying to get something into market. Obviously um, we want to do so in a, in a timely fashion, but it's also important to have the, the foundations right. Because if you go into market too soon with a message that's not quite right, that's not going to resonate, you're only then going to have to retrospectively try and diagnose where the issues are and, and put more work into it. So, kind of i suppose the saying is is uh, more speed less haste when it comes to kind of building your program and, and figuring out kind of what is the right thing at this point in time and not getting too too far ahead of yourself yeah i think that's very good points raised there so let's look at um let's look under the hood 
of ABM. Obviously, there's you know sales enablement, technology alignment, insights, data, account experience, execution, etc., etc., etc. There are an awful lot of moving parts, just like we mentioned earlier, just like a, a car engine. Um, do you think that everyone is ready for ABM? I think uh, no is, is the answer. <laughs> I think it obviously very much depends on kind of the business's context, as we've already touched upon. Um, mm. But but there's there's a really kind of wide spectrum of, of businesses, and, and ABM fits into those businesses in, in different ways. So for those um, businesses who have got good product market fit, they've probably got quite an established reputation within a market. ABM is a is a perfect use case. But there's still kind of elements of the business that need to just be checked and, and sense checked to make sure that ABM um, sits within kind of uh, the wider marketing mix and it doesn't just become kind of a, a, something that becomes a bit tactical. It has to feel like a strategic joined up play as part of the overall marketing mix. Um, so, yeah, just from, from that perspective, I think it's really important, but I'm sure Jack can probably add, add more to that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's absolutely a there's a case for ABM in a lot of businesses. Right. It's not it's not um, it's not something that is, you know, people people talk about ABM being an only uh, you know, only focused on enterprise deals and all of that kind of stuff. And I think certainly I would say that it has more strength there and more viability there in that in that kind of space. But really, ABM is as much about being a mindset uh, shift for an organization as it is anything else. Um, Josh made a great point the other day when we were having a conversation, which was that that it's it's a lens. It's a lens to view a go-to-market strategy through. It's not about changing, you know, it's not taking a whole new um, you know, sort of hammer to it to, to the whole thing you're doing already. It's it's about you know reorientating the, the focus and the priorities of the business, the marketing team to uh, you know a slightly different way of doing things. Um, so in, a, in theory, you know, most businesses or a lot of businesses with, with particularly in the kind of technology space and, and with, a, with a solution product to sell could do ABM. But that's there's a difference between those that could do it and those that are ready to do it. And I think the ones that that aren't ready to do it are those that haven't necessarily thought about those long long term impacts, as we said, you know, what's the what does the next 6, 12, 18 months look like? This isn't a this isn't a quick fix something you can just pivot to and then and then change your mind later on to you know it's, it's about taking that longer term approach it's, you know also businesses that don't necessarily have the budget resource time to commit to it as well um a lot of a lot of teams you know want to try and do this on a, on a bit of a shoestring and actually the reality is you need you do need a certain amount of budget time and, and, and resource to be able to actually get the, the results that you need from it the roi that you need from it so you know, there's 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 certainly probably a, an ability or a willingness to to do it. I think business most businesses could do it, but should they do it is a is a bigger question, really. Yeah, I think I'd perhaps add to that and just be interested to hear your thoughts. Um, I think the, the data that we've had. I mean, we we went up to an ABM lunch and learn workshop, and we've had you know over four hundred bookings in the in the in the space of the last couple of years. So that's an awful lot of data from an awful lot of B two B technology brands that we've able been able to talk to around their ABM programs or their start of their ABM programs, and roughly the data shows that around about a third of of those companies haven't started but are looking to start an ABM program potentially. A third are in the first kind of six twelve months, and then one third are kind of twelve months into their journey. So it's quite evenly split between you know not started 
just started and obviously in progress. But I think to add to that point, you mentioned around enterprise mid-market when ABM is the right fit or not. Is it not the case that you also find um, that the readiness or whether the, whether the, the team and the company are actually able to be efficient and proficient at ABM is also linked to the types of um, marketers that they have in the company and, and also other um, organizational issues that perhaps not every, every company has got sorted. Can, can you perhaps touch on those two issues, one around experience, um, uh, having done ABM before or at least been exposed to ABM, mm -hmm. and then some of the organizational issues that perhaps companies need to think about before launching ABM? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, th I think from a from a, a marketer perspective, you know, ABM is ABM is quite an advanced way of going to market. Right? There's, it, I'm not. It's not saying that it's uh, it's necessarily complicated or, or or convoluted, but it's not it's not simple. It's not it's not something that you can just switch on and off as we've as we said. So if you've never done ABM before as a marketer, I think a level of training and um, and an education is required in the ways of, of ABM. And there's obviously some fantastic resources. We've got some ourselves on our site and, and Let's Talk ABM is a brilliant resource for that in, a, in and of itself. But there's there's a there's a need to educate yourself, I think, first. And, and actually some of the clients that I've worked with who potentially have started from no zero ABM knowledge, the, the, the ones that ended up having successful ABM programs took the time to go away and, and educate themselves on, on, on ABM as a, as a process and a methodology the from the from the wider business side of things i think it's potentially around that um the pressures that you potentially see on a business uh at, at from from either from above or or sometimes you know it can be from from other teams as well but but often it's from leadership or, or investors where you see a pressure to hit a certain lead goal or revenue target or whatever it might be and that's not to say that ABM isn't right for those businesses. It can absolutely be right for those businesses, but it has to be framed within the context of the the need for patience and the need for a full kind of buy-in from from the team to get that to get that approach working. I think if you if you if the what the leadership team or the, the investors of a business take ABM as a kind of you know magic um, wand that they can kind of wave over the business and it will fix everything. They're gonna they're gonna feel pretty hard done by you know three six months in where where things are still kind of not chugging along as as they want to. So I think it's it's you've got to evaluate the the pressures that are on the business at that moment in time and and, mm. and understand does ABM actually fit the bill to solve those issues or is it is it something that people you know is it wishful thinking that that actually you know ABM is not going to be the, the thing that solves that for you. Yeah, I think they're great points, and I think. Um... You mentioned at the very beginning of this of this chat that um, when companies are used to being in the MQL lead model and they switch to looking at an account and, and, and looking at growing an account, they're, they're very different metrics. And so you have to have those, you have to have that dashboard set up and everyone to agree those those numbers really. Um, let's just talk about success factors. Josh, what would you say are the greatest success factors behind behind some of the programs that you've been working on? Yeah, I think. Um, but there's two really, um, in terms of two categories of success factors, there's obviously the, the traditional kind of impact from a business perspective. Um, we use the, the free R's model of reputation, relationships and, and revenue to understand kind of 
what are the impact that we're having on the target account list that we're trying to reach and, and that's how we measure the success of our programs and and translate that back into language that makes sense for the business we're working with so that's kind of the the external facing success factors but on a kind of softer level in terms of internal changing perceptions is a really big one and i think the most successful abm programs that I, i've been a part of and, and i've seen success in have been the ones where at the very beginning of the program, it feels like there's maybe a kind of a little bit of friction between sales and marketing or a little bit of misunderstanding of what an ABM program is, is going to do or, or how it's going to help. And there's um, some kind of natural, healthy cynicism there uh, or skepticism, sorry. Um, and it's actually seeing how this new mindset and new shift towards working together in a collaborative way can actually transform the way a business uh, two departments within the business work together in sales and marketing and actually to see um, sales and marketing teams speak the same language, move towards the same goals and actually really understand what each other is trying to do. Um, that's that's really great to see. And, and as I said, that's been kind of uh, typical of the most successful ABM programs that I've seen is when there's been that mindset shift and, and a real collaborative mindset. I think um, I think from my side, I would just add to that the um, the need for um, for for specificity and, and and being very targeted with your approach. Right, the, the, the ultimately ABM is about being targeted. It's it, there's a total addressable market that you can be going after, absolutely. But that ABM is not geared towards you know facilitating the the marketing to that whole that whole um, market. It's it's about picking and prioritizing accounts based on the, the what the data is showing from a, from an intent perspective what your internal metrics are and, and goals and objectives are you know the the i think probably one of the most off the, the comments i get most often or or something that i hear a lot from 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 businesses is can we can we target more companies can we go can we go wider and and the answer to that is to some extent, yes. If you've got the if you've got the the budget, the time, the resource to, to do so, right? You know, but it requires a it requires quite a lot of heavy heavy lifting. Even at a one to many uh, one to many level, it shouldn't be about going as broad as possible and getting as many accounts in into that net as possible. It's it's you know the the classic phrase of, of spear phishing. I think is is much more accurate, right? And um, I, I would say that. The, the, the businesses that get that, the, the marketing stakeholders that get that, that it's about a targeted approach that can then be picked up and replicated across other markets, across other accounts. Um, they're the ones that they're the ones that really start seeing success from these programs rather than the ones that say, can we add a few more accounts in uh, and, and just sort of up our chances almost of, of success. Um, it's, a, it's a mentality shift for sure, because, you know, it's, it's a change to that kind of traditional marketing thing of more in equals more out at, at the end, um, I would say. Yeah, we, I think we like to call it zero waste marketing as well, really. So I think um, yeah. just trying to be a lot very, very much focused. And I think, you know, Josh's point around a lens overlooking your, your total addressable market, looking at the accounts showing the greatest propensity to buy or those accounts which are most similar to your accounts that are profitable and successful and, and long lasting customers is a great way of looking at things. Just a couple of final questions for you, um, Josh and Jack. Um, and Josh alluded to this earlier. We're obviously celebrating 20 years of, of ABM um, since the term was coined, some 2003, uh, by Beth Burgess. Um, and obviously now it's kind of established itself as a marketing, marketing category in its own right. Um, do you think that ABM is in good shape now as a 20-year-old? 
Yeah, I do actually. I think as a as a category in itself, I think it's it's pretty well defined what account based marketing is. I think in terms of understanding what it isn't, that's kind of where the uh, the grey area still remains. But there's still kind of a lot of talk that we see that ABM is just display ads or targeted display ads, or it's very simple. And and the reality is is that awareness and education is the only way we're going to get there in terms of continuing to grow the, the health of ABM as a category. Um, but I think in terms of, of where it is right now, it's it's certainly kind of, we, we see it just from the, the number of kind of uh, conversations that we're having on a daily basis around with different stakeholders that aren't traditionally kind of the, the number one people that would come and talk about ABM. We're seeing people from other departments who are now interested in, oh, you're doing ABM over there. I want to know more about it. Um, so I think it, I think as far as, as we can say today, I think it's in a good place. I, I would, I would probably add to that, that it's, it's, it's still a maturing market, right? That's, that's the key thing. It's, um, it, it's, it's certainly you know, a lot more mature even than when I first started, but it's not, it's not at full maturity as a market in my opinion. And I think there are still plenty of areas and arenas that it's going to kind of enter into over the coming years and, and places places it will go i think particularly with some of the new technology that's coming out and that's available or will be available that's going to have you know that's going to that's going to change things dramatically but mm. but also you know it's it's a similar situation to potentially where where things are at you know maybe 10 15 years ago with with something like seo where where everyone was everyone was doing it or wanting to do it but not everyone was doing it well and not everyone was fully you know fully versed in it um there's there's a lot of desire there's a lot of awareness of of it but being able to actually do abm well i'm not sure that it's uh you know we're not at market saturation of, of that by any stretch so there's still there's still plenty to uh to to see you know grow in the abm space i would say yeah, I think I'd agree with both of your points there. Let's just talk about something you just mentioned there, Jack. You mentioned technology. And, you know, I think if we if we were having this conversation six months ago, we'd be talking about the metaverse more than likely. And we'd be talking about what are we doing getting into the metaverse and what's what's the impact being on going to be on ABM. And obviously, you know, fast forward six months, we're now everyone's talking about, you know, chat GPT and artificial intelligence. And that's kind of taken up all the conversation at the moment. What's your take on those two technologies in particular? Um, and how do you see some applications perhaps in the ABM space? So I think, um, I think, I mean, I'll, t I'll talk about the, a the AI side of things first. I think, um, I do think it has the potential to be absolutely kind of revolutionary for, well, for a lot of things, but, but, but from an ABM perspective, especially there's, there's so many different use cases that I've already seen in, in the space of maybe two or three months of actually using some of these tools. Um, I know Josh has, has been really kind of digging into it as well. Um, what, you know, what is possible with, with these tools and how can we apply it to our, our ABM programs and our framework? I, I think from a data perspective, there's a huge amount of, um, you know, scalability and gains that, that can be had there, organizing data, digging into data, you know, building out categories, all of that kind of stuff. I think from a from almost a you know research and insights perspective as well. I've, I've already used it in some of the, the my, my um, client work to really kind of analyze uh, markets and trends and and you have to take things with a pinch of salt at the moment. Obviously, there's there's, there's inaccuracies and not everything is, is spot on, but it's certainly got uh, it's certainly got so much better and it's getting better every day as as to how you can kind of apply it. So I'd say 
probably those two sides are, are, are big for me. I think Josh will probably give some other um, use cases as well. But just before that, I'd say on the metaverse side of things, I still think there's a there will be a place for that, and I do think that it, it will probably come back. I think AI is the is the the shiny thing at the moment, and I think it's probably going to be more significant than than the metaverse. But I think there is a benefit to this kind of um, this ability to potentially have a sort of hybrid experience between you know uh, reality and, and, and non-reality or, the, or digital. Um, there's 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 been some really nice potential use cases kind of um, discussed, I think, um, by someone in, in one of our Dashdot um, articles um, as well around. Uh, I think it was um, for uh, someone from Google that was discussing that, and uh, there was a lot of use cases there that, that that sounded really intriguing. I just think that potentially we overreached a bit as a as a sort of an industry, and certainly on the marketing side of how quickly and how feasible all of this stuff was gonna gonna be able to be rolled out and actually then ai kind of swooped in and, and that's become the new new focus but i think there will be at some point in the next sort of 6 12 18 months a, a conversation happening again about how to integrate metaverse technologies into into abm yeah yeah josh that? i think i think for me uh, and some of the use cases that i've mainly been exploring is is how do we simplify the complex how do we use things like ChatGBT to take complex um, data sets or complex concepts and boil it down into simple language that can then be translated across the business that we're working with? Because mm. as marketers, we have to cut out the jargon. We have to cut out kind of all of our acronyms and, and start to use language that the rest of the business understands. And uh, I know it's a very simple use case, but using chat GPT as a sounding board to basically say, is what I'm saying going to make sense? I think I asked yeah. it the other day to, to simplify ABM as if a five-year-old could understand it. And it came back with a really nice analogy around, um, how ABM is like, um, having a children's birthday party, but you're personalizing it to the individual needs of that, that child. So, um, yeah, things like that, just simplification. Uh, obviously there's a lot more complexity that can be brought into it but i think for me at the moment that's where that's where i'm seeing some value out of it well good stuff guys listen um thank you to both of you for um sharing the news around this new podcast that you're launching abm under the hood um uh, i think this episode of let's talk abm may well be out before your podcast is launched but um we'll obviously be promoting it and sharing it um through your profiles and mine and and obviously then you know lots of people will be talking about it and and as you mentioned it's going to be great to to shine a light on a lot of the um the teams we have at the agency from content through to creative through to strategy through to um account director teams and, and and sharing their stories and their insights really around around how to be successful and how to run successful abm programs so thank you very much guys and all the very best thanks very much cheers Dave. if you enjoy this episode of let's talk abm be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted feel free to rate and review this podcast thanks so much for listening